fucked it oh yeah blenders guys have fucked blenders <laughs> guy fucking a snake yeah guy no right tables the snake pussy chairs he's got a big anaconda there was a problem there fix it fix it okay i'm sorry i even said it i'm sorry <laughs> i said it that's uh... What is good? Welcome to the live stream. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and donate. The preferred way of donating is hitting the Streamlabs link in the chat. Let's get a $25 Streamlabs donation. Let's go all night, motherfuckers. It's good. What's popping? Rocking it on Vanguard. Das House, nigga. Fucking averaging at least 70 kills a game. One game where I got 91. Ben Shapiro's sister, Enormous Milkers. Goddamn right. She has tiggo bitties, as some would like to say. Hold on. They can look at give a fuck about the Ravens and the Dolphins. The Ravens and the Dolphins? No, thank you. Oh, how was your Thursday? 
We're chasing a naked nigga. I was going through some videos people sent me on uh, Twitter. <laughs> Did you guys see this? What's up, Andy Violin? If you donate right now, I'm just going to go, all right, peace. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Isn't one of the things people do in these video games try and kill everyone else with your guns? Yeah, the video game, it's just a video game, it's not real life. Isn't one of the things people do in these video games try and kill everyone else with your guns? Yeah, the video game, it's just a video game, it's not real life. They tried blaming violent video games, really? By the way, I don't even get like why the prosecution would bring that up. That because you're kind of taking away motive if you're saying he wanted to do it on purpose. Now you're just trying to say he's crazy or something. Yeah. Linda Miller shared that video. She sends me great stuff on Twitter to watch. Oh, what's this one? Here's what freaked me out, and it didn't seem to bother a lot of people. The Biden administration, the Biden administration blocked the release of the JFK papers. Yeah. JFK was shot in 1963. How weird is that? They're like, no, nope, people are still alive. The yeah. pe some people that would be fucked are still alive. What that tells me the government killed Kennedy. There's some shady shit going That's on. That's what that tells me. Yeah. That doesn't tell me that the, the mafia killed Kennedy or the Russians no. killed Kennedy or the Cubans killed Kennedy. That tells me the government... Probably had that motherfucker. They're hiding whacked. something. Yeah, they're hiding 100%. something. Hundred percent. Yeah, it's 1963. That shit happened four years before I was born. It's 58 fucking years ago. Yeah, and still got to still hide it. Not, that, not yet. Not yet. God. Not yet. Hold it. Yeah. Wait another 25 years. Unbelievable. It's crazy that they could even justify that. That someone could keep historical information that's relevant to our understanding of how. The country really functioned in 1963. Mm -hmm. They keep that from us because it must be relevant to how the country still functions today. Yeah. It must. It must have some bearing. A president on. being killed. Yeah. And we can't know all there is to know about it. Right. What do you know, you fucks? Uh, yeah. I don't even. I want to know that more than I want to know about UFOs. Well, you're not. They'd rather know about the UFOs, but I mean, and they blamed COVID, didn't they? Kennedy killed Kennedy. They really did rearrange that nigga's head, yo. No bullshit. <laughs> they rearranged that nigga's brain matter. Oh my 
God. I just look at this nigga's videos and I get depressed. Oh, what was this clip? I'm still definitely suffering from uh, some allergies and my eyes are swollen from itching now. What the F? My stupid body is constantly trying to trying to kill me. What, am I one of those guys, if I, if I lived 200 years ago, I would just die from seasonal allergies? Is that how that works? What the hell is that about? Consult with Joe Rogan. Yeah, I'm going to consult with Joe Rogan about my allergies. He'll suggest some uh, some crazy-ass treatment, right? And then everybody will up in, be up in arms, and then he'll say he was right, and that's... <laughs> I can't do it. I was trying. I just can't do it. <laughs> this is how insane our... Opie, is Opie wearing the material from his shit couch as clothes? Did he, like, cut off... Like, he's... You might be broke and just have the properties now, and he's trying to sell them for some money, and like <laughs> cut off the bottom fabric of the couch, made a little hat and a shit sweater. World has become more people are getting uh, advice from Joe Rogan than real experts. It's just nuts. I'm not going down that road. I'm just that's an observation though. Can I still have some observations that more people are following? The advice of Joe Rogan that people that have studied this shit their entire lives. That is crazy to me. Leslie Larson, Joe Rogan isn't an expert? Question mark? And then, uh, well, he was right, Ope. Well, he was right, Ope. Right about what? I'm right about things, too, and I'm also wrong about a lot of things. So if, I, if I'm right about one thing out of 100, am I, uh, am I the guy that's right about things? Is that how that works? I like how you do your math, sir. I would consult with Joe Rogan. About nothing. He skinned his couch or clothes. He's trying to be the big Lebowski. What's he just going to be? I'm the brother man. <laughs> brother man. The brother or man or... El Brother Mano, if you're not on a whole Deuteronomy type thing. The Eagle thing was uh, the Gavin McGinnis troll, wasn't it? <laughs> that carpet. That couch really tied the room together until he had to cut it up for clothes. The fuck is he doing? He dropped it an hour ago. We'll check it And out. stupid bald eagles. There are parts of this country that people look at this bald eagles of... like we look at pigeons in New York City. You know I'm right. But if we see a bald eagle here in New York and it's very, very rare, we're like, oh, my God. Harry, get your camera. That's a bald eagle over the Hudson River. Some parts of the country, they're majestic and you just want to see them soar. And in other parts of the country, they're looked at pretty much like rats with wings. There you go, Rachel. We have a craft load of bald eagles here in northern Minnesota. One built a nest on a 20K crane, and the company can't use it anymore. <laughs> Nigga, I'd shoot that fucking nest down in 2.2 seconds. The fuck? I'm against that. I think at that point, you go, you know what? 
will try to save the eagle, but I want my $20,000 crane back. So, see, I'm reasonable. I'm not one of these idiots that are that are black and white. I want to save all animals. But if a bald eagle's on a $20,000 crane, I think the company should uh, get their $20,000 uh, crane back and hopefully it could relocate the bald eagle. Pat Duffy. Had to bring a bunch of dead deer to a dump at work recently. Counted at least a dozen bald eagles picking at what was left. There you go. Bald eagles are faggots, though. They're just eagles that have vitiligo. <laughs> I don't know why he's screaming. Matt dubs on that nest. <laughs> Elderly and Asian. I'm still trying to figure out when Kumia became elderly and Jewish. Because screaming is funny. Uh, did he drop another video? I didn't plan on watching any of this shit, but now I'm interested in it for a second. No. And, uh, should we do the Joe Rogan thing or, you know, what? I kind of want to do the AIU thing first. Gives TYT a smashing as they deserve. Posse with Mario Van Peebles. Wasn't his dad like that legendary director? Tone Loke and Tiny... Oh, Tim Tiny Lister. What year is that from? What? Did Tone Loke, like, fucking die or something? He was an Ace Ventura pet detective. He was, um, the baby and baby's kids. He was, uh, the bear... In some cartoon that I liked. And then never heard from him ever again. I dabble in the Kyle Rittenhouse thing. I just played a clip from it, Brother Ted. Did you not see the clip I played? I played this one. Isn't one of the things people do in these video games try and kill everyone else with your guns? Yeah, the video game, it's just a video game, it's not real life. Well, not just lately. Like, I'm talking about, I haven't heard from that nigga since the 90s. And he seemed like he was uh, not a huge guy, but he'd be in more shit than just Ace Ventura, Bebe's Kids, and that cartoon. I haven't seen the nigga on shit. I was hilarious on Kermit and Friends with John. I'm hilarious all the time, but thank you. 
He was Richard, their brother, the nightclub in Heat where Al Pacino goes to meet. Yeah, but like that movie's from the fucking 90s. Did he die? If I was doing something, I'd put that nigga in. You know, why am I asking you niggas? Let me look up. Because I was a fan of the Tone Loke. Yeah, the first thing, what happened to Tone Loke? Health problems. Tone Loke has collapsed on stage multiple times since 1995. Some, if not all these collapses, have been due to seizures. On May 29, 2009, he was rushed to a Florida hospital after collapsing during a concert in Pensacola. Well, I mean, Jesus, I was stationed in Pensacola. Pass out not performing there. He went like a motherfucker. Oh, so he's still alive? He just has seizures? Oh, yeah, he was in blank check. Fern Gully. All right, but uh, him passing out shouldn't have nothing to do with the movies, though. <laughs> wow, they just really got Tone Loke the fuck out of here. I thought he was a dope actor. I liked him and shit. Wild Thing was his number one song. I also think it was his one song. Yes, I want to trot him out for entertainment. Entertain me! He's a lie. Oh, yeah, that, you're thinking, because it, well, one would think you can sign that away. But you might be right. He's a liability. Like, that nigga should have been Ice-T on fucking Law and Order. He was the original Ice-T. What am I talking about? Ice-T was Ice-TV even before that nigga, but you know what I'm saying. Oh yeah, I forgot you was in Blink Check. You know whose movies I miss and you're going to clown me for this? But I think it sucks he doesn't make movies anymore or doesn't get allowed to make movies. I'm going to say it. He's black. Comedian. I'm going to say the name. Quick, what name do you think I'm going to say? If you watch me long enough, you should know what I'm going to say. Although he's never done movies well, he did do a movie starring him, which I love, by the way. Very light-skinned black guy. Play some, I'm not playing Tone Loke. I said light-skinned. Not Robert Harris is dead. No, not Martin. Although I do miss Martin Lawrence movies, too. R.W. got it. I want to see Sinbad in more movies. Like, I love Jingle All the Way. He was great in Coneheads. I love First Kid. We need Sinbad in more movies. (sighs) 
Eh, kid and play. Eh. Nigga, the last thing I saw I saw Bill Bellamy in was fucking um oh shit. Don't blink on the name, don't blink on the name. Any given Sunday. That's the last thing I seen him in. <laughs> what cost the neck? House guest, that's it. Was it house guest? Cause him and Phil Hartman were in Jingle All the Way too. Good Burger, welcome to Good Burger, home with a Good Burger. Can I take your order? He was good in that movie. Bill Bellamy died. Did too much coke in that bathroom at the house in any given Sunday. How to be a player? I think any given Sunday was after that. You know what's actually a good interview? Opie and Anthony interviewed Sinbad. Actually a good interview. Yes, I know he was in that movie. Is Kevin Hart just like not in movies anymore, by the way? Like there's a Jumanji 3 coming up, I get that, but did that, him not hosting the Oscars thing, like, wasn't, like, every other month a Kevin Hart movie dropping, and now he just does a a show or a podcast? What the fuck happened to Kevin Hart movies? They, like, just went away. I thought Kevin Hart was funny. Him and Patrice shitting on each other. It's pretty funny. COVID fucked up his money. He makes enough off stand-up. He's got 12 movies lined up? Oh! Because it seemed like Two years ago, every other month, we were getting a Kevin Hart movie. Then he dropped that one with Josh Gad, and then it just seemed like, whoa. <laughs> no, Kevin earned it. You have to remember, Kevin was there with fucking Rich Ross, Patrice O'Neill. He grew up in that environment, one of the best... Radio things ever is when he goes, when Jamie Foxx had a show at Sirius and he goes on Foxhole Radio and just him and Jamie shit on each other the entire time. Damon Wayne is Blink Man. Love the Blink Man. Which one do you prefer more, Blink Man or Meteor Man? Remember fucking Meteor Man? And the niggas with the blonde hair? <laughs> I am being forced on you. 
think Blink Man over Meteor Man. Now, was Meteor Man meant to be a comedy? I'm trying to think. Or were they trying to do a legit black action hero? The better comedy is Blank Man. You thought Meteor Man sucked? <laughs> Alright, but yeah, I want to check out this AIU thing. I've been talking to you non-donating motherfuckers. I got nothing to say to you. No, I'm trying to put it all the way up. stupid of me. Well, it was very insulting. No, I know. I, I was really sort of half kidding. Well, behind every joke, there's some truth. <laughs> yeah, behind every joke, there's some truth. That's one way of putting it. It's more commonly referred to as there's a grain of truth in every joke. And it's absolutely true. I mean, what makes something funny? If it's irrelevant and illogical and makes no sense? No. If I said to you, why did the chicken cross the road? And you go, why? And I go, because blue aliens are yellow. You'd go, what? What the hell are you talking about? None of that makes sense. That reveals nothing about human nature or the human condition or anything. It's not observant. It's not clever. It means nothing. In reverse, by the way, and this would happen when Sam Harris used to talk about atheism, he'd be talking to some religious guy and he'd be explaining some hole in the logic of religious thinking. And as he was explaining it, it was so damningly truthful, and it made so much sense that it would engender laughter in the audience. And it wasn't like he was giving punchlines. I mean, sometimes he would pepper them in, but people were laughing at the truth of what he was saying. And if it's a truth that is not commonly known or understood, in other words, if it's something new that you're bringing to the table, you're casting new light on something that previously people may not have connected, these dots, then the laughter is going to be that much stronger. This is an article written by Psychology Today. It's called The Jokes on Who. And I'm going to read you a couple lines from it. It says, many believe, as the saying goes, there's a grain of truth in every joke, or a joke is truth wrapped in a smile. Sigmund Freud suggested that jokes were true. Yeah, just like stereotypes are true, not all. Serving two purposes, aggression, such as sarcasm, or to expose unconscious desires, the sexual joke. But is there truth in every joke? Okay, no. no that wasn't so he categorizes them, Sigmund Freud, into aggression and the unconscious desire to have sex. A lot of jokes go sexual. A lot of them. If you watch like Bill Maher, watch an opening monologue, this dude's very old, but he peppers in sex jokes all the time. A lot of late night dudes do that. And it's like a cheap way to get to an uncomfortable topic that's permanently existing in the minds of people. And so, yeah, I think there is truth to that, leveraging sexual tension and bringing it out in joke form. I mean, that happens a lot. As far as the aggression, that's what I'm concerned about today, the aggression part. So using sarcasm or humor to mask actual aggression you have. In this way, people use comedy as a coping mechanism. So instead of outright being aggressive, they mask it in humor. The left does this, the right does this, everyone does this. 
except for the enlightened centrists. No, they do it too. Freud certainly had a point. Many jokes are hostile and may indicate the teller's true feelings. This can be seen in ethnic, racial, or prejudicial jokes. Sarcasm provides another example of jokes intimating a person's true feelings. Sarcasm is laced with truth and indicates underlying anger or hostility that seeks release. Even self-deprecation, done in a joking manner, may indicate a poor self-image or an attempt at humbling an otherwise overconfident persona. So this is really fascinating for me because we are surrounded by jokes every day we hear jokes, and yet we never really dissect or reverse engineer why something is funny. And you can overanalyze something to death, but these are some fundamental truths about the truths embedded in jokes. So for example, the sarcasm thing, you know, there's a degree of humor in it. It reminds me of a Veep TV show. In this episode, a political strategist slash journalist is trying to get a job or is looking for a promotion uh, and he's getting fired. And during the firing, the guy says this. Yeah, good. We'll talk later. Bye. Hey, Danny boy. Hey. Saw you on TV last night, Eve. Yeah. Nicely done. Thank you. Uh, that's actually what I wanted to talk to you about. Uh-huh. See, I need to make some changes. Can you just let me hold on one quick second? Yeah. Shoot off this text. Sorry. Go ahead. You were saying? It was. I was yeah. saying that uh, I've really enjoyed my time here. Oh, good. And I've learned so much from you. That's but, good to uh, hear. Sorry about that. Go ahead. Take that. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, it's from you? Is it? Uh, I'm fired? Yes, get out. Uh, we are doubling down on O'Brien, so you're basically as useless to me as a 40-year-old woman. Okay, well. <clears throat> oh, interesting. Getting something back from you. Yeah. Oh, you can't fire me, I quib. <laughs> you know it's supposed to say quit. Well, I just fired you anyway. You can't quib, you rebard. <laughs> okay, <laughs> those are good jokes. Never checked out the show. That was pretty funny. Period. But... You're By the way, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, the only one to make it past Seinfeld. She had that show, and she had the new adventures of old Christine that went mad seasons. ...fired, and you're about as useless to me as a 40-year-old woman. Now, is that sarcastic? Yes. Does he mean it? I mean, yeah, he means the guy's useless. He's saying 40-year-old women are useless to him. Is there truth in that? Yes. Why is that funny? because you can see the truth in it from his perspective. Is it dickish? Of course it is. And therein lies the discomfort of you're being an asshole, yet there is some truth in what you're saying, and that's where comedy lives. That's where it operates. And then the stuff about quibbing and you're acting like a rebarb, that's just, you know, wordplay, it's beautiful. Now I bring this up because I wanna show you a perfect example of what I'm talking about, about people revealing who they are, what they think, based off the jokes they tell. Tina Fey has a quote, she says, you can tell how smart people are by what they laugh at. And I agree. And there's a huge correlation between intelligence and comedic sensitivity and also just comedic ability. Well, you and I are about to watch a clip from The Young Turks. Let me give you the premise. It was about a stupid nothing event that happened to a mother and her daughter. They were on an airplane. And when the airplane landed, they were questioned to make sure that this was not a child trafficking situation. Okay, so they were worried, their behavior was a little suspicious, they weren't talking to each other, they wanted to make sure, and so 
they asked, and they erred on the side of caution and safety. Here's the story. A Los Angeles woman was traveling from here to Denver with a 10-year-old daughter uh, when she was stopped and interrogated once she got to the Denver airport. And, and it, that interrogation... That what? That interrogation... That interrogation... Resulted in what she called uh, racist harassment. The B team. Oh, racist harassment. Okay. So, of course, it's more racial outrage. Of course, the blacks are the good guys, the whites are the bad guys. Now, let me just pause here and reflect and comment on the fact that I've read a couple comments from you guys where you say, Devin, who cares about TYT? Fuck them. Why are we even giving them oxygen? Who cares about them? In fact, the only time I even know that they exist is when you make a video about them. And I hear that. I do hear that. So ignoring them is an option. Uh, there's a couple reasons why I don't. Maybe three reasons. Number one, it is fun to make fun of them. So I find it personally gratifying and entertaining to mollywop and bitch slap these people in public. That's always been a pastime of mine. Number two, they're not small. They do have an influence. And someone, someone has to push back and expose them. YouTube's not going to be handing out strikes to them. Yes, they're dying a slow death in terms of numbers, but as far as credibility goes for them, I'm happy to rise to the challenge of doing my civic duty to expose I these people as it. the immoral, self-centered, idiotic frauds that they are. Number three, they come from Los Angeles. I will be returning to Los Angeles shortly, and it irks me that they sit in my home city and peddle this garbage. And I swear to God, if they were broadcasting out of Austin, Texas, I wouldn't care as much. It's the fact that these nobody losers spread their bullshit hate and ignorance and expect applause for it from Los Angeles. That bothers me. Now, he said, uh, the mother said, oh, there was racism, right? So what that means is, and why we're here, is a black is somewhere involved here. And if something happens to a black in life, it has to be racist. That is the infantilely retarded or rebarded thought process of someone who is constantly thinking that everything is about them. You're not special, it's not about you, it's not about your race, shit happens in life. If you get pulled over by a cop, it's not because you were targeted because of your race. If you get pulled over for extra security check at the airport, it's not because of your race, it's because you're a frigging Muslim. Okay, right there, that was a joke. Was it 100% a joke? Probably not. Why? Because 73% of airplane hijackings have been done by Muslims since 1970. So yeah, they're probably gonna be cautious about Muslims. It was a joke. Sarcastic. The name of the game is, what percentage of that was me joking? That's Stop the fun of it bugs. all. But let's watch this. The story is totally irrelevant. I mean, I cannot believe they try to milk some content out of this. But there's a moment in this where Janky Poo, oh sweet old Janky, he gets loose and drops a joke and we're gonna study the fuck out of that joke. Now, um, I'm not sure if you guys can pinpoint exactly how this happened, but um, we'll go into those details from Yahoo News really quick now. Her name is Mary McCarthy and she's 42 years old and she told she's about as useless to me as a oh. insider that she and her daughter Moira boarded Southwest Airlines flight from LA to Denver with a connecting flight in San Jose on the 22nd. Where was the father? Oh, the daughter is half black. Second of October. Wait a minute. Not she yet. went from LA to Denver and connected in San Jose? What? Do you guys know that's retarded? That word is on my mind now. <laughs> San Jose is straight up north and like, well, it's a long drive, but it's like an hour to get up there by plane. So you went from LA just an hour north and then went to Denver. Why? In order to be with her family following the sudden death of her brother. So it's a tragic situation they're already traveling for now. Now here's a picture of the mother and daughter. Oh no, here we go. Okay, so is she a wizard? She has a stick. 
or a wand, I guess. Do they allow blacks in Hogwarts? I seen this video outside of AIU, which I'm, I'm glad he's covering it, and TYT saying, they look alike. What are you talking about? She's got a black nose. She's black. And you're white. They look nothing alike. Man, standards just dropping. No, there are blacks in Harry Potter. Don't get me wrong. They're just not the heroes. Okay, so we have a black child. We will round down to black, even though she's clearly mixed. And that's the mom. And there's a black father who's absent. But no, oh, no, I'm sure he's present in their lives. It's just, you know, he's probably at work. <laughs> oh, by the way, that was another joke. That was laced with truth. As they were traveling. I'm not sure if that's from their childhood, but that's the two of them now. They also said when the single mom and her child got off the... Single mom. Oh, there we go. There we go. It wasn't a joke. It was... See? There was the truth. You just saw it in real time. I see a mulatto kid, a white mother, and I go, the dad's probably gone. And what's next? Dad's gone. Single mom. Okay. I'm sure he died heroically jumping on a grenade in Iraq, Fallujah. And her child got off the plane in Denver... They were immediately met by two Denver police officers and a Southwest representative. Uh, 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 hold on. What color were the Denver police officers? Oh, it's relevant. Because they didn't mention their race, they were probably like a Hispanic and a black. On the jet bridge uh, at around 2.30 in the afternoon, uh, she said, as a mother to a biracial child, it immediately clicked in my brain. I assumed we had been reported for trafficking. Right, because the only people that get trafficked are biracial kids? No. So this story doesn't make sense for a few different reasons, because here's what the Young Turks want to say right now. They want to say, well, first of all, you know what they want to say. They want to say white people are racist and racism is everywhere, but how? So they're concerned, the people on that airplane, someone was concerned about this black child, mixed child, but whatever, black child. So they are raising an alarm and want to ensure the safety of a black child. So how is this racist in any way? If anything, this is showing a deep concern for the well-being of a black child. So is this racist to the white mother? They're saying, oh, look, this white mother might be trafficking a child. Now, they're going to try to say that the only reason is because the race of the mom is not identical to the race of the kid. But that's total speculation. I mean, it's just them LARPing in their own stupid minds. This story would make more sense for the Young Turks to go after if the child were white or white appearing and the parent were black. Then they could say, ah, security came and said, how could this black person be a parent to a white kid? You know, maybe they adopted the kid. Maybe they're a foster parent. Why would it too? Because that's impossible. Something like that. No, but the racist system said, no way. We care about our white kids. This bleep is in charge of a white kid. We don't like it. Let's question her. That's a normal TYT story. But the races are reversed. And so they don't know what to do with this story. What is the accusation of racism? That the people on that plane care about a black child to the point where they want to make sure that the caretaker of that child is legit and that caretaker happens to be white? How is that racist to the black kid? It's not. It's showing a great degree of concern for the black kid. The police report states uh, that a Southwest attendant on the connecting flight from San Jose told authorities that the mom and daughter did not talk during the flight uh, and she felt that it was odd and also the mother did not allow the child to talk to the flight crew. Now, I've, I've got an almost 10-year-old kid. We've flown many times with him. Um, there's been times that I did talk to him, there's times that I didn't talk to him on the flight. Uh, many times it's because he didn't want to talk to me because he had an iPad, he had a book, he had his Nintendo Switch, he had something. 
And generally on flights, I'm not sure how many 10 year olds are like, hey mom, so let's talk about the state of the world. Anyways, continuing I know, on. I, I want to say yeah. two, two things about that. Yeah. I want to say one thing about that. Why do you have to talk to your 10 year old kid about the state of the world? Talk to him about anything, lighthearted. Like be more than one dimensional there, predator. Number one, uh, the mom says this is a total lie. No, that none of that is true. Uh, she seems to have more credibility in the Southwest <laughs> at this point. Yeah. Wait, what? Why does she have more credibility? Based on what? What was that based on? That was insane. What? I'm on her side. Why? Because uh, I don't know. Uh, and and secondly, uh, Jared's 100 percent right. Uh, my kids, you know, sometimes they have those screens on the back of the seats, and you have to swipe your credit card, right? <laughs> and so they look so forward to all the movies and stuff that they're gonna watch on there. So as soon as they sit down, they're like, "Baba, Baba, credit card me, credit card me." Baba, Baba Ganoush. So Baba is Turkish for Papa. Baba, can you hear me? All of our kids are addicted <laughs> to these devices. So if you thought it was extraordinary that she was looking at a device the whole flight, have you ever been on a flight? <laughs> Come on, bro. Well, I guess there were other reasons why. No, no, this kid like you. Right, all young Turks people are talking are rich kids. They make no real money on the internet, nor do they need to because they got a rich family. They were suspicious and they wanted to confirm. What is the problem here? That Francesca bitch, though. My God, what did I do to her? Now, okay, again, now, uh, uh, yeah. yeah. There are three rich kids. JR is a rich black kid. This Francesca bitch. Where is she? Egyptian or something? I don't know who she is. She's hot. Most of them chicks aren't really that hot. She's hot in them, though. Ooh. I understand that human trafficking. But she only dates white guys. I guarantee she only dates white guys. Pete Davidson is probably gonna fuck her next. Does is this woman's skin green? I'm picking up greens and like puke yellow. What the? Heck? I think she's Latina, right? It's such a weirdly unnatural color. Happen. Sometimes it's on straight up flights and you won't even notice. It's a bit of a problem. I don't have the stats and numbers behind it, but even five to ten children, that's too much of a, of a problem. But so McCarthy, again, the mom, as you point out, Jake, she denied it as an outright lie. And she said her kid was on her um, and was listening to an audiobook and they had spoken during the trip. So there's that part. Now, there's Man, her kids Southwest. are better than mine. Audiobook? <laughs> yeah, Jesus, yeah. I gotta oh. get mine audiobooks. I'll credit card that, but. <laughs> I love how that's the suspicious behavior. Like, why wasn't she glued to a screen? By the way, you've all only flown first class because you're rich kids. See, they don't understand the hell it is actually flying. I kind of don't because I only done a ship flight. I've done a couple of ship flights. Mostly do first class, though, but... <laughs> 10 years old, no screen, suspicious. Like, <laughs> that's the world we live in. What's the, um, what do they have now? Also, a messed up world that is. Yeah, I'd fuck this shit out of this bitch. Assumes that a white mother of a biracial kid, a black kid, cannot. They, oh, that doesn't happen. What do you mean? What? It does happen. Way more. Whites adopt blacks way more than blacks adopt whites. So. Again, where's the racism? So the racism is white people can't adopt black kids or have multiracial kids? You think that that, so they're just coming and going, 
uh, yeah, we're just enforcing uh, miscegenation laws. Like, we're just not cool that you have a mixed-race kid. Of course, that is nothing what is happening. And again, you could sense the discomfort here. What she's saying is her stupid, pointless argument of if the mother had been black and the kid had been white-looking. But it's in reverse, but she's still claiming racism. Like, my stepdad's white, and, like, I would always kind of, like... You're white. You're kind of exotic white. But you're so white. She's so white. Like, you're not Asian, or... You're, like, kind of Persian and Italian, bitch. But you're still white, bitch. I said that's white. You're white. I could tell people's... He's like white white. He's whole white. He's like pink white. You know what I mean? Oh, there's a little racism. Pink white, like a pig, huh? So we're like... I mean, imagine she gets out there and goes, my stepdad is black, but he's like real black. He's like blue black. You know, like he's like, fuck, he's a deep eggplant color. Like, okay, yeah, he's pink white. Again, that's very telling for her because she's really anti-white and she was raised by whites, just like Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> that white. And uh, she, she is white and she's not Asian. What the fuck is she? I think this bitch is like the original Greek. It doesn't happen. Like, this doesn't... Anyway, the point is... Oh, it's smash your pussy. But she only dates white guys who she hates on. Is it, we've been stared at, and you're like... That's the wrong. He's my stepdad, anyway. Like... Oh, you're so <laughs> special. We it's... Chicks. We hate white guys. And their defense is all our boyfriends are white guys. AOC, Ilhan Omar... <laughs> it's, it, it, it's, I have a black boyfriend. Their whole thing is, I can't be raising a white. I'm gonna let a white guy fuck me. If you vote for a, a black chick who gets fucked by a white guy, you should kill yourself. My personal opinion. You know how you white people see um racism in every commercial? Should be black people breaking in. I see it the opposite way. I see, um, hey, they're an interracial couple. A black woman and a white guy, which barely happens, but apparently is the basis of every fucking show. That's what I see. So understand this, white people. It works both ways. I hate seeing it too. I hate seeing the black chick with the white guy and that's the show we're doing. Although if you look at statistics, it's white women and black guys. But that's the way Hollywood gets to get away with it. That fucking show that cunt did Oh my god, you know how that show tortured me? Or wasn't it she's to fuck the president or something? It was a show this hot black chick that's getting fucked by a white dude. But that's Hollywood's. They were inclusion. The corporations. Alright, black and white. Never a black dude and white chick. Black chick and white guy. Which 
really happens in real life. Really happens. And that's the hell I live in. So mesmerizingly. I'm gonna watch this fucking dumb show. This black chick here to satisfy this white guy. Of course not. Interesting that your stepdad is white. Fuck. If only I could be as interesting as you. And then you know what? But you pointed out that you're used to that. That because the way you grew up and you and you've seen those looks. That's why this particular woman, she did say, she goes, as soon as they stopped us, I knew what it was about. It wasn't like, oh my yeah. God, what could possibly be the problem? No, she was like, no, no, no. They think I'm trafficking my daughter. Okay. Right. So it happens all the time. No, this is the first and only time it's ever happened to you. But yeah, it's all about race and people shouldn't care. They should not ensure the safety of children on flights. Um, yeah. And it's just the way it goes. Um, now, a lot of times with these type of stories, I... She cuts her hair retardedly. Who's normally expect... starting to get older. ...expect a black mother with, say, a mixed uh, a biracial daughter or kid, but it doesn't matter, was would be stopped. Or even a white kid. What? what? Okay, so normally I would expect, yeah, you'd expect that because you and TYT would have cherry-picked a case that fit that profile so that you could say your stupid bullshit about She's not Latina. The world is racist and those poor blacks and fuck the whites. And that's why he's pointing out right now that this doesn't fall along the racial lines they want it to. Because they want it to be, oh, that poor black parent is just a good parent to a white kid. Yeah, um, are you into this or that? I'm into getting a pussy. I love women. I don't care their race. But the world isn't ready for that, and the world is racist, and they don't trust a black parent with a white kid. So they'd rush to the exotic thing, but for me, actually, and I did do this, a dark black chick is exotic to me. The Kate Meridian. I go around a bunch of spicks and white people. No. Yeah, I don't care the defense of that black parent. Now, they're not doing that in reverse, and that's why this is kind of awkward, this whole segment. Or maybe they're the caretaker. Mm -hmm. Things like that always tend to happen, and people go, oh my God. I know a fake Kumia thing. You gotta be white in the beginning. That's some weirdo shit. I have to care about chicks, race, and that, that and, you know? If they're a body attribute, you're gonna be skinny or fat. I get that, but... God, you're stealing that white child. No, that doesn't happen. <laughs> doesn't tend to happen. No one's fearing that white children are being stolen by blacks. They do not adopt anywhere near as much. It happens in reverse, and that's to the credit of those white adoptive parents. So, um, this is happens to be, at least from the norm that we hear, a bit of the reverse. And Southwest did say that, you know, they have the protocol where they want people, or at least not they want people, but if you see something like that, there's a way that you can go ahead and, and announce it and maybe look out for the kid. Um, but I just want to bring up that picture of them one more time. And um, they were curious about whether or not she looks, I mean, that, that she's her daughter. Um, and as you point out, your stepdad, Francesca, is pink white. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I'm sorry, but Moira stole her mother's face. It, it, I don't care that her <laughs> skin is a little bit darker. They have the same face. Okay, wait a minute. No, they don't have the same face. Okay, for, okay, wait a minute. Yeah, that's the mother of this kid, so they look similar. Great observation, JR. But they also don't look exactly the same. And it's easy to see that there's another person involved, another set of genetics, a guy who's nowhere to be seen now. And so while there is a similarity here, no, she's not a dead ringer for this woman. They just do. Yeah. Maybe that's just my recognition. Look skills. at the forehead. It's exactly the same. <laughs> Look at the forehead, Jesus. 
tap the brakes. Like, oh, look, the forehead is super big and they both have big foreheads. Oh, great. And look at Jenk come in and talk about the nose and watch him not complete the sentence. I'll complete the sentence for him though, because he's a pussy. It's exactly the same. Their eyes, their yeah. smile, everything the is the same, except for maybe the nose. But I think the nose looks the same too. Maybe a tiny bit anyway. I mean, so ah, maybe a tiny bit, right. The kid has a tiny bit flatter, wider nose, like an African, right? The noses are not the same, absolutely not. But did you see, he didn't want to talk about the shape of the nose, because in those circles, talking about black people nose shape is right up there with talking about black people lips or black people's skull shape, which is crazy different. I'm just kidding. Or am I? Ooh, you be the judge. Skull shape 2021. How much of that is sarcasm? How much isn't? Oh, I don't know. It's just, I guess when you deduce and you look, yeah. you may figure this out. But I like JR's point though, which is- And here it comes, but I like JR's point though. And this is the point of my video. There is truth, a grain of truth, or in Jenk's case, what he's about to represent, a boulder of truth in every joke. Get ready, folks, for the comedy stylings of Jenk Uger. And keep in mind, this is on YouTube, will sit on YouTube. They have no shame in what he's about to say. There will be no strikes given. My channel gets deleted. This shit is celebrated over at TYT and on the left. Prep your body. Here comes Jenk giving you a joke. And ask yourself this, what percentage of this joke does he think is true? But I like JR's point though, which is that uh, uh, at least they were racist in the right direction. Uh, <laughs> so we'll take it. No, seriously guys, look. Yep, 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 you heard it. <laughs> you heard it here first, let's run it back. But I like JR's point though, which is that uh, uh, at least they were racist in the right direction. Uh, <laughs> so we'll take it. At least they were racist in the right direction. So <laughs> it's good to be racist towards whites. That's what they're saying. They harassed a white mother for having a mixed kid, a black kid, and they questioned if she was actually the parental figure of that kid. He recognizes that's racist to the white mom, but at least it's racism in the right direction. There's a right direction and a wrong direction. Wrong direction, don't be racist to blacks. The right direction of racism, be racist to whites. Now, look at the reaction. These two people, these clowns on the left and right, they enjoyed that joke and it wasn't a joke. He's being serious. Everything he does is anti-white. So the dude is an open racist to whites to the point where he can joke playfully on a segment and just go, the right thing to do is to be racist to whites. I mean, if you had to choose, be racist to whites, of course. <laughs> but I like JR's point though, which is that uh, uh, at least they were racist in the right direction. Uh, <laughs> so we'll take it. And look at the reaction from the Latina. Let's watch. But I like JR's point though, which is that uh, uh, at least they were racist in the right direction. Uh, <laughs> so we'll take it. She enjoys it, but then she sort of puts a frown on and goes, hmm, yeah, that is racism, isn't it? I'm celebrating racism towards a group of people. Hmm, not sure if that is uh, gonna stand the test of time. Not sure I'm proud of me laughing right now. Holy shit, did I just get exposed? Now let's look at JR. But I like JR's point though, which is that uh, uh, at least they were racist in the right direction. Uh, <laughs> so we'll take it. He looks like he's just totally delighted by that. He's like, that is, yeah, we don't like whites and it's good to be racist to whites. <laughs> yeah, that is a true thing. That's why I'm laughing here. 
<laughs> we, uh, I don't know when Southwest became like a weirdo right wing <laughs> airline. Uh, right, right. They're right wingers now, of course. Lump it all together. All right, just absolutely batshit. They go on and it's more drivel and pointlessness. But how fun is that? How fucking amazing is that? At least they're being racist in the right direction. So what I'm surprised at is A, that got a laugh from the two co-hosts. But of course, they're getting paid by this guy. So you got to laugh at the boss's jokes. B, there's zero pushback. He doesn't go, no, we're just kidding. Uh, it's bad to be racist, period, in any direction. No. He literally believes it's fine to be racist to whites. And the part of this that is weird and special is that this is him just flat out telling you that's what he feels. Usually they mask it or hide it, and it can come out in their editing. Their I just destroyed Desenzan. Desenzan a lie. She was like, you started this account and that account, and you said you were single follower in that, bitch. No, I didn't. Shut the fuck up cherry picking, their framing of things, in unspoken things, in between the lines type stuff. Now it's just, no, they're speaking it out. And why? Because there's no pushback, there's no ramifications for saying it. You're fucking a white male, you know? It's the AIDS Skrillex moment for Jank Uger. Imagine coming back from a day of work going, did my bit, I said it's fine to be racist to whites. That's the right direction of racism. <laughs> I'm joking, 10%. Anyway, clip it and ship it. I'll be posting this up on my Instagram, and that Instagram is atheist underscore rue, and I'm insta-whoring my way up, and I'm posting, and I'm doing Q&As, and I'm getting active up on there, so link in the description, follow my ass. And let's expose the actual racists of this world who happen to call themselves the anti-racists. They're kind of funny like that. this content and what Devin provides for you, let him know. You can hook him up with PayPal, Venmo, or the Cash App. Yeah, sign up to everything he said to sign up to. Dope video. Another banger from AIU. Talking to OnlyFans? Girls? No. Only, who goes on OnlyFans? Porn is free. Who the Fuck, we're going OnlyFans when porn is free. I'm team ish, if you follow the Joe Budden thing. Why would I run a video with someone who's smaller than me? Nightwave. Why would I run his video? Who cares? He's a bald, fat guy. I guess no pussy. What do I protests in Europe get? Because there's uh, incredible I'm lockdown protests in Europe that have been going on for essentially 17 months. And you see very little coverage of it. Yeah, the media locks it. It's amazing. Well down. It's amazing. Because it is a big story and it would sell papers. So there's some sort of a concerted effort to suppress it. Yeah, I... I Paper. Actual paper. 
It's been 45 minutes to be one. I watched Waterworld over the weekend again. I do love that movie. Again, all I can say is I think that a lot of the media, whether it is in the United States or whether it is abroad, works in cahoots with whatever government is in power. And if the government says, jump, a lot of the media say, how high? I wonder what the, con what the conversation is. Like, what, what are they doing with Italy? Because, you know, Italy has protests and they literally have like these cameras where you can see the area where the protests are. And either they're shutting these cameras off or they're using old footage. Like if you look at where these, these protests are taking place, see if you can find that. Because some people have done like a deep dive on that, Jamie, where there was a, a large scale protest in Europe. And then there was some cameras where you could watch it online and they weren't showing any of it. That's unbelievable. I mean, what, it's wild. Said, in, in, in Australia, they basically criminalize protests, right? I have a good friend of mine who lives in Australia, and he's freaking out because he, uh, they're, they're essentially, he lives in Western Australia. There's no COVID cases out there. And uh, they are essentially telling everybody they have to be vaccinated or you can't work. And he's like, I'm moving to New Zealand. I'm going to get out of here. Well, it's, I mean, listen, my company is suing the, the Biden administration over this vax mandate. Are you? Oh, yeah. Like, the, the day they announced it, we sued him in the Sixth, the sixth Circuit Court of Appeals. The, uh, what court? Uh, Fifth Circuit. Now, Ben Shapiro is a Jew. So, of course, he sued. He's suing Biden over COVID, though. Oh, yeah, you want Hughesy. Out that Husey episode with Mersh. Fifth stay. Circuit, yeah, yeah. Fifth Circuit, like What'd day they after. They basically said there are grave constitutional issues. It was like yes. a one-paragraph order saying national hold, grave constitutional issues. And again, I, I don't well, even. How's that stand right now? So my understanding is that it's not going to be put in place for the moment while it gets adjudicated, and it's going to get adjudicated all the way up to the Supreme Court. I would imagine pretty damned quickly. Mm. Is it, it, I, I'll be honest with you. I don't think that Biden has any actual feeling about it going into place. Come on, I, man. I, I, yeah, I, I think that is bullshit. In the same way yeah. that the CDC eviction moratorium was just like, I tried, I tried, right? And then yeah. and then we're done. Right. I think that's that's this, because it makes no logical sense. He, he promulgated it under the emergency temporary standard. He said he was going to do it two months ago. And then it doesn't go into place formally until January 4th. So if I said to you, there's an emergency, Joe, your house is on fire. In two months, we'll start taking care of it and we'll announce a plan. And then two months after that, we'll arrive with the fire trucks. You would say one of two things. Either I'm the most incompetent person alive or there's not really a fire at your house. So if you're going to promulgate an emergency temporary standard, you have to do it under emergency conditions. So if you say it's an emergency, you got to do it now. You can't wait two months and then wait another two months to put it in place. So that's one problem with it, legally speaking. And then there are a bunch of other problems, including the fact the federal government doesn't actually have the power under OSHA to do this. Like the, the, so how does the state government have the ability to say that children have to be vaccinated? So states have a lot of power. States have a lot of power. They so have states, enough power to do that? Yeah. Yeah. So states, states, localities have public policing power and public health power. And that is very much out of proportion with the federal government. The federal government has very little of that. They have to connect it with interstate commerce constitutionally. Do they have any discourse? Do families have any discourse? Any recourse or on re it? Um, recourse, rather, yeah. because, like, do, do they have any recourse in, in stopping something that could actually, I mean, that could impact their life in a, in a huge way. If the child has an adverse reaction to these... these they could file a lawsuit. They could theoretically say that it's a violation of civil rights and uh, that... And then it would be reviewed probably under rational basis review, if I'm getting this correct, meaning that all the city or state would have to show is that there's a rational basis for what they're doing. 
because they are given really broad power. Typically, courts don't like to step in. They like to say it's a political issue. What kind of rational basis could you give when you're looking at the incredibly low mortality rates when, when it's children? And not only that, the children that have died, I think- They're all unhealthy, virtually all. all. Yeah, according to Marty McCary, who's my guy on this, yeah. over at Johns Hopkins University, the epidemiologist, yes. he says, grand total, the entire pandemic, the number of kids who have died who are healthy is between 10 and 20. Over the course of the entire pandemic, 700,000 people have died in the United States. This, that's, that's kids under 18, by the way. That's, that's not five-year-olds. That's kids under 18, 10 to 20. Okay, so, that's a subgroup of 73 million people in the United States. So why the push? I mean, again, I think that people have scared themselves out of their wits. But no, but, but from the top, why the push? Do you think it's a financial push? I, no, I really don't. I mean, I, I so can see why, why it might be a push from Pfizer or something, but right. I don't see why government actors would go along with that. Don't you think they have an influence on, on government actors? No, I think that I think bribery is rarely the reason why no, people in government mean, suck at what they're doing. But it's not bribery. Even influence. I think usually it's just people believe that if they can end this, like the, all the incentive structures this entire pandemic were in favor of crackdowns and mandates. That was all the incentive structures. It was very easy to be Andrew Cuomo. When people are scared, they're willing to basically do anything. And in a lot of blue areas, they're way more, I mean, this is, you know this, in LA, they are way more scared of COVID than they are in Austin or yes. than they are in where I live in Florida. It's or not Nashville. close. Or yeah. Nashville, it is not close at all. Not at all. It, it's a completely different thing. And because of that, if yeah, all your constituents are scared out of their minds and you say, we're going to do everything we can, that means vaccinating the kids, that means making sure everywhere's a mask, even post-vaccination, that everybody wears a mask everywhere, they'll do it, right? They will. And And if you're in a red area, conversely, it, it actually takes some balls to say, listen, I'm not going to do what that guy's doing. He's saying he can protect you. I think, he's, I think he can't. I think that you're just going to have to assess the risk on your own and make a decision yourself. It's actually kind of a ballsy decision. It was amazing. Like in the early days of the pandemic, when the media were, were trotting out Andrew Cuomo as the greatest governor in America and Ron DeSantis is Satan, the one who was actually making a ballsy call was DeSantis, not Cuomo. Yes. The easiest thing in the world is to say, everybody stay in your home. I, the great and mighty, will save you. I will mitigate all risk, and if you listen, and because then if somebody dies, you can say, "Well, it was because they didn't listen to me, right?" I mean, I, I could have cracked down harder. Well, you remember when he was on television? When DeSantis had this whole chart of what they were going to do. Their plan was to protect the elderly and the vulnerable, right? And and people were freaking the fuck out. They're like, "What are you doing? Like, how are you doing this? Like, this is horrific." And the problem was that it didn't jive with the actual results of the virus itself. Like, it didn't. It like the the, the reaction to the pandemic. It didn't. It, it didn't make sense. Well, the, you know, from the earliest days, when I thought that, I thought like everybody else that they would take 10 years to approve a vaccine, right? That was like the going wisdom for right. months was that it, it takes a long time to get a vaccine through the process and then they generate this vaccine, which again, I'm in favor of. The But I, I started thinking like, what do you do if there is no vaccine? How do you re-enter society? How do you get back to something resembling normal if there had been no vaccine? And the answer if there had been no vaccine was... You tell everybody who is, say, 65 and up, you need to stay home. Then you tell all the school kids, go back to school because they're at very, very low risk. And then they get natural immunity, right? Then you tranche in the next healthiest group of the population. But the fear was the parents and the fear was also the people at the school that work with the kids. Right, understood. But you could Zoom, you could zoom the, ki the, uh, the teachers in. You could, the parents could wear N95s. The what? Well, Wait a minute. Zoom the teachers Zooming in. Zooming the teachers in, you leave that fucking class filled with children with no one there to supervise yeah, them? Yeah, you'd have like an 18-year-old supervisor. All the college students were off. Oh, boy. They could have done that. that they kept... How, I have a question. How is it better? No, Jamie's... How is it better? Listen, I had kids be who were being at... They, I had kids at home. So did I. Right. I mean, like, there are a lot of people who had jobs who Listen, couldn't go was, to their jobs. It was the, the worst. Home. It was the worst. Like, having... Watching... I sat down and my kids went to a nice school, a private school, and I watched the 
fucking lazy ass teacher teaches Zoom class. And I was like, this is bullshit. I can't believe I'm paying for this. It was so bad. A lot of parents felt that way, by the way. Oh, my God. A lot was, of people took their kids out of school. But if you just sat and watched and you, the, the teacher didn't know that you were in the room like I did, you'd be furious. Like, yeah. I'm like, this is, I mean, some of them were good. Some of them were trying to engage with the sure. children and they put forth a lot of effort. But my God, there was a lot of lazy teachers that liked to teach in their pajamas. And they were worried about, you know, coming back. They did everything in their power to keep from coming back into class. Well, that's why there's that huge. I mean, the revolt over schools is like a very, very real revolt. Yeah. But the 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 point is that if you were going to do something rational without the vaccines, what you'd have to do is tranche the healthier percentages of the population back in. Yeah. Even if you don't start with kids, you start twenty year olds. You start twenty five year olds under thirty, right? And you, that's what Sweden did essentially. Sweden mm -hmm. was like, okay, if you're above sixty five, you should stay home. You should wear a mask. If you're young and you're healthy, you should probably just go about your life and live like normal. We forbade that from the outset. I mean, I got just ripped up on Twitter for suggesting that we ought to treat people differentially based on age with regard to COVID. Yeah. Because I was saying, like, it's kind of absurd that we are treating 20-year-olds the same way that we're treating 80-year-olds. Like, the risks are not the same. And to treat this as a society, that's a, as, a, as a disease that's supposed to shut down the entirety of human society because you refuse to treat people differentially based on age is totally crazy. But people were, were unable to do that. Well... In the beginning, we weren't exactly sure how this was going to pan out and what this disease was. But now that we're 18 whatever months in, we know. And, and like, We have an understanding By the way, when it, it came to age, like two, three months in, we knew. When it came to age, yeah. it was very early we knew that, that if you were we old, if you had that, diabetes. You were if you're more, fat, it was we knew be a you were more vulnerable, but there was all these anecdotal stories about young people that got really sick and were hospitalized and right. died. And you still see those. You, usually, it's people that were unvaccinated. They sh they love to show those. You know, they didn't believe in the virus. Now they're dead. Well, know? then the media does take that angle. I love that. They if you, do love to take that angle. They don't like my angle. Right. My no. angle's not good. Unvaccinated, no. better in two days. <laughs> not a fun, not a fun angle. No, I noticed that when you got better, they stopped covering it. Well, but they, they just covered the ivermectin. They're just saying that I'm pushing a dangerous conspiracy theory. It, it is amazing how which they, I wasn't. It, it's unbelievable how they they. It, it is a thing. Like, it's it's almost like there's a pagan god of COVID out there, and if you appease yeah. the pagan gods by listening to your health authority, then even if you get it, truly are you to blame? But if you if you don't get it. And if you do get it and you were unvaccinated, then, man, the world just deserves to... I made this point on my show and people lost their minds because they're... I do think Joe Rogan is a retarder than I ever imagined. He had the fucking flu. But I saw a video back in the day. Joe Rogan takes eight of you fucking supplement. Joe Rogan eats pills. Like 40 pills of supplement shit. So that's why ivermectin doesn't work or not. It just probably doesn't look like they got Joe to do it because it's a pill. Uh, it's 80, that nigga literally eats 80 pills a day, which is bizarre. talking about you know if you maybe we should just make it a standard that if you're unvaccinated and you have to go to the hospital that we won't care for you or you have to pay for your own care there's some people talking like this and i said okay well first of all welcome to libertarianism second of all like i wonder if you would apply the same standard to say obesity right and obesity caused diseases and people were like how could you compare the two so 
how could you not compare the two? You're saying that my failure to get a vaccine would mean that my health is in my own hands. And I'm saying that if you have avoidable obesity, then your health is in your own hands. One of those things is very unpopular to say. all obesity is avoidable. Unless you have some sort of severe genetic condition, as far as I'm aware. There's no severe genetic condition that makes you take in calories. They don't exist. Again, you're you're the expert on this stuff. I mean, well, look at us. Just, Clearly. Like this is not. <laughs> it's just you know, there's obviously the people that are they have a higher propensity. There's there's people that have a tendency to gain weight. There's people that have real issues with their immune systems, real issues with their endocrine systems, real issues with their thyroids. And it's easier for them to gain weight. They have a slower metabolism. All that's real. But it doesn't force you to eat. You know, and it also doesn't force you to seek medication to take care of yourself. So it is similar. Because you're saying to people that, you know, you could have taken this medication. You could have avoided this problem. So we're not going to treat you. Well, same right. same thing could be said for obesity. And, and even easier because, like, exercise is... You want me to cook your burger? Oh, okay. I feel like I'm actually. You want a burger? I'm I'm Yeah, I need Yeah. Sorry for you. Really? That's what you just saw, so. That's what I just Yeah, we talked doing the thing. She had to interrupt me doing my thing. She was like, Can you please put my big fucking ten inch black? Beautiful cock in there. 
yeah. It's free. Like, you can just walk around the block. There's a lot of things you could do. You know, I'm not saying that you should not be treated because you're obese, but there are so many fucking problems that people have when it comes to risk takers. There are responsibilities as a man to put my pee pee into the vagina at some point tonight. You just might wear it merch if you know that. <laughs> when it comes to alcoholism, there's a lot of injuries that could be avoided if you just stayed home. You know, if, you, if you're a BMX rider who's had uh, 15 broken bones, why the fuck should that hospital take you into the emergency room? You know, well, you're on your own, buddy. You're the guy who decides to do backflips off of a fucking ramp somewhere, right? Yeah. I mean, you, you, could, you could apply these Once that logic applies, it applies exactly. all the way across. But yeah. it, was, it wasn't applied all the way across, right? It only no. applies to a certain type of disapproved activity. Well, it's because we're in the middle of this thing and the idea is that, well, for, first of all, here's another part of the problem. The reality is the vaccines only work, they don't work exactly how they were advertised. The original take on the vaccine was this is going to be 95% effective. And there's a, an extremely rare incidence of a breakthrough case. And even in those cases, you're going to be fine. I know 15 fucking people that have had breakthrough cases. They're not rare at all, especially not no, after not, five, yeah. six months. And then with variants, you know. And so the idea is that you're going to be able to give it to other people. But if the vaccines were effective, that wouldn't be a problem. Right. Well, the, the vaccines... Are effective. You have COVID, you have the flu. Sorry, that's what it is. Add COVID. Not even top 100 times I've ever been sick. The worst time I was ever sick, boot camp, I remember. First time I ever flu. Uh, other people said I got their germs. I had to tough it out, but I was, should have been bedlined for like two weeks. It's the flu. Technically, my grandma died of COVID. She didn't die of that. She died of being old and was dying, but they said COVID. COVID's like pneumonia. Especially the original COVID. Remember the original COVID was... Uh, they said nuke China. They nuke the bleeding. It was like they knew Ebola. They were bleeding her in the eyes and assholes. But you left this from the media, and you had to take down Trump. That's the other component why COVID is big. They had to take down Trump somehow. Everything was booming. Anyway. Preventing hospitalization and death. They're not even though. I mean, they're, they're, they're have, a lot more effective than not, right? I mean, right. They, more but, effective than not, but there's a lot of other things that people could be doing too that would make them even more effective, and those aren't even encouraged because they're easy and free, but, like exercise, losing weight. Vitamin D. There's a lot of a lot of factors yep. that aren't taken into consideration at all. Again, it's this binary approach. Exactly. It's one. Why not way, all of the above? Why not right. exercise and then also consider whether you might want to because vaccine? you don't make money off of those. So there's no push. There's also no... because I think there's something else. If you're a politician, I don't think it's about the money. I think if you're a politician, you you want to be really unpopular as a politician. Tell people to lose weight. Correct. Right. You want to be right. unpopular as a doctor, by the way. Tell people to lose right. weight. True. Yeah. Right? If you, tell people to stop being a fat ass and stop eating so much 
food and get off your right. couch and move. Yeah, that that's, is, that's, that's, that's a that's, giant factor, right? I mean, yeah. that, that is, if you're a politician, your chief mechanism of staying in power is by telling people things they want to hear. The number one thing no one has ever wanted to hear is you need to eat less and you need to get off your ass and move. Right. Nobody likes hearing that. Right. Right. Stop eating shitty food. Yeah, it's um, it's such a strange time for sorting out like what's what's the best way to approach life because as you said before there's some people that just are completely averse to taking risks they don't want to take any risks and they want the world set up for them i mean i've seen this argument that you know the government should provide essentially everything for you should provide food and shelter the government like if, if they care about you there's enough money in the world to provide food and shelter to every person on this country if not the entire planet and that's what we should do and that's how we should redistribute The news is saying when 50,000 people a year died of the flu, we just reported it. Like, you can die of the flu. And, you know, half the country say, take our rights away because we can die of the flu. You leftist faggots. It was always used I hated the right wing when they tried to take it down stern. But at least they have principles. You guys want to stack and want to take down everybody, though. Wealth. I've seen that argument. Yep. I'm sure you have, no, too. No, it's a big argument. Yep. It's a strange argument, right? Well, because, it destroys the incentive stru structures. Well, that, I've, I've seen, during this pandemic, it's changed my opinion on unemployment. Because I've seen people abuse unemployment. I always thought unemployment's great because it gives you a nice little safety net, and I believe in safety nets. I believe in universal basic income. I believe in universal health care. I think it could be applied in a way that would work and benefit people and benefit our society and make people less desperate. But I then I see what the fuck is going on. If it takes away welfare programs, I agree. Going on during this pandemic with healthcare. I have a friend and he owns a bar and his fucking bartender told him I'm not willing to work more than 20 hours a week. Yep. And he goes, why? He goes, because then I, I lose my unemployment. So this guy's making $80,000 a year working 20 hours a week. And this is what he wants to do. And my buddy's like, shit. And he just has got to wait until unemployment runs out. And then he And get his full-time bartender. Back. Well, you saw actually that the the good economic stats from last month that was not a coincidence, right? The the federal unemployment ran, and then all of a sudden there are a bunch of people who wanted to get back in the workforce because when you pay people right. to stay home, they will stay home. This that is not like is always going to be the case. The, the, right? the fact that this is somehow controversial is beyond me. Right? If you pay me to stay home, I will stay home. Like that, I would that's... go crazy. I don't think you would stay home. <laughs> That's all the left can never make an economical argument for open borders. Therefore, everything that goes against them. That's why being a lefty is a religion. A lefty does 82 genders and... Um, we should have a lot of legals to steal jobs from people. That's literally the argument. That's literally the left's argument. We want a $15 minimum wage, but we want you to hire illegals to work less for that. 
That's literally their argument. Because they'll say, who's going to pick the oranges? When they come in Sweden, the oranges wait in the beginning and they pick the wrong thing. And that's the only thing that fucks us as a country, by the way. I mean, trade deals are shitty. The thing that fucks us, though, is we're the only country on earth that allows them to be legals. Canada doesn't do it. Is it? Oh, you know, the countries that, uh, when Trump wins, we're not a racist country at 96% white. Um, every country that they move to, they have millions of illegals in their countries taking their jobs. That is our problem, illegal immigration. That is the entire problem. And then after they see Kelly Clarkson saying, don't wash the toilet. She's trying to defend the illegals. Don't wash the toilet and they can't hold her. But in the next round of sticks, say, who's going to wash your toilet? All right. Who's going to pick my cotton? No fuck, nigga. You're supposed to hire people. Right now, the left in America is our operating off of we need slave labor. He don't last because the shit going. Not a left position in America. Well, as it always been. The left Democrat position of any time. Um tracking people is that illegal or free labor. There was no party switch. Oh, uh, 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 Oh,
style. Come on. 